and welcome. You are listening to an episode of the Sales Chat Show. To stream or download a host of further free episodes that will power your sales success, please visit saleschatshow.com. We really hope that you enjoy and benefit from this episode. So hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Sales Chat Show, saleschatshow.com, driving your sales forward. At today's episode, we are talking about getting more business and specifically, how do you get more referrals? So certainly, Mr. Phil Jessen and Graham Jones and myself, Simon Hazeldean, we were having a conversation before this session and that's actually how we probably get most of our business uh, is through sort of referrals and, and indeed recommendations. Um, but the question is, okay, how do you get more referrals? Now, Graham, you were mentioning earlier you were listening to one of our esteemed colleagues in the speaking profession about this subject. Yeah, well, in the speaking world, there's a chap called Andy Laparta, uh, and uh, he is known as kind of Mr. Referral yeah. uh, because he goes around the world teaching people how to get referrals and he gets almost all of his business through referrals and I was at an event where he was speaking at recently and he was talking about getting more referrals and somebody said to him but how do you get referrals and he kind of stunned the audience by saying well you ask for them (laughs) as though you know and that was his magic pill and the reason he gets so many referrals for his business is because he does ask uh, and I think a lot of salespeople don't ask. They're reticent, they're shy, they're concerned that the customer might say, oh, I don't know anybody to refer you to. So they already put barriers in the way before they Do even bother asking. Do you think it's a, a, a deep fear of rejection on our part? Yeah, when... it's a fear of rejection, isn't it? Yeah, so they fear being rejected. But the worst thing they can say is, no, I don't know anybody to refer you to. That's yeah. the worst thing they can say. And I think... We, we had a kitchen fitted in our house a few years ago and we have five members of our family and friends who have now had work done by that company because we've recommended them because they've done a really good job. So but probably before you ask, you probably do need to make sure that you've done a good job for the customer and that they're happy. Why then would they not want to refer you, I guess would be my question to people listening in. What makes you think they wouldn't want to refer you, if you've done a good job for them, surely they would want their friends, family, colleagues, business associates to to get the same benefit from you that they've got. Yeah, the only reason they wouldn't want to refer you is if your products are rubbish and your service is awful. Yes. Um, so, but as a salesperson, you'd know that. So you actually wouldn't ask for a referral if you knew what you were providing was below par. Yeah, and we're working on the assumption, people listening, that your products and services are not below par. Quite. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. that goes, that goes, that goes as red. So, okay, so Andy Lapata, great point. One is you just need to ask. Phil's point is maybe you don't because you you've worried about getting rejected. But I guess how do you ask? Because you're actually. There must be a way of doing it. Well, I think the uh, the first thing that I would suggest is to use that little um, phrase, I wonder if you can help me, because I think yeah. that uh, most people are quite reasonable yeah. uh, and are very happy to uh, help a, a salesperson, particularly against a background of things all going well. Um, so with the uh, hooking up the customer, I think is an important 
uh, element to this. Uh, but I normally um, suggest that it's like a little staircase that builds different levels of commitment. So right down the bottom, level one, you might say, it would be, uh, I wonder whether you know any companies that I ought to be talking to or working with. And the chances are somebody might work no two or three. Uh, having got that far, it's, and do you know anybody at those particular companies? Yes, my neighbour. Uh, all right, fantastic. Uh, could I have his name, please? Could I have her name, please? So we're now three levels up. Yeah. Company, people, the person by name, and right at the top of the little staircase is, would it be possible for you to connect me with that individual, or would it be possible for you to phone that individual to tell them that I'll be uh, making yeah. contact? Uh, and very often, of course, uh, the customer might just pick up the phone there and then uh, and say, Tom, I've got somebody in my office now. Uh, he'll be call- calling you next week uh, and his name's Phil or whatever. Yeah, and I use, I often use a sort of what I call a connecting email. And so if I was, you know, wanted to get in front of, you know, Fred Smith, for example, I would get the customer to send an email to Fred Smith and me. And, you know, it would say something like, Dear Fred, please meet Simon. Simon is a supplier of XYZ to us and, and you know, has been useful, etc. We worked with them for three years. And the other way around, you know, Simon, meet Bill. This is uh, Fred, sorry, uh, who has been my colleague yeah. for such and such. And then just put something like, I'll leave you guys to, to get acquainted. Yeah. I'm not asking them then to play any more of an active role because if, if the person then does not want to talk, for mm. example, or anything like that, they don't feel uncomfortable. Yep. They don't feel uncomfortable about the fact. And I, I find that to be a pretty easy ask for most people. I much prefer Phil's idea of the phone call, which is obviously much yeah. more powerful. Mm. But the, the email connect seems to be a pretty easy, pretty easy one. Some people use LinkedIn to do this, and I think they do it the wrong way round because they say, you know, they press the connect button on LinkedIn and that's not really a proper referral that's just a bit of technology connecting people and the person getting the connection request goes well why am I getting this request from somebody I've never heard of before so so what I do in that instance is that I'll talk to people and think well I would like to be I can see on LinkedIn that you're connected to a company I would like to work for so I then ask if you will refer me to that company. So instead of asking you for any referral, I ask for a specific referral because I've checked you checked you out on LinkedIn and I can see that you're connected to somebody that would be good for my business. And so I ask to be connected to that. And what I ask them to do is not to use LinkedIn to do it. So I can see they're a LinkedIn connection and I ask them to phone them okay. and say, you, yeah. you know, I've got this guy, Graham, Love to work for you. Yeah, he's great at his job, and you know the two of you should get together. And then after that, I can then press a LinkedIn request because they now already know about me because they've had the mm. warning phone calls. So that's like your first step of your yeah. Yeah. your ladder. Yeah, that yeah. they've already got they're teed up to to the LinkedIn request. Mm. Whereas if they just get the LinkedIn referral. It's an anonymous. Mm. They just just don't know why they're getting it. So that's interesting. You're actually using LinkedIn, but not using LinkedIn. Using if, if, if that makes if that using makes sense, so you, yeah, using LinkedIn for the research, but yeah. you're doing a different medium of communication to get yeah. to get the referral. So I had an idea. Uh, this is a couple of years ago, where I needed somebody in a particular sector that I wanted to work in, and I didn't know anybody in that sector, and I had this idea for this 
particular mm. sector. But I had a good LinkedIn, good contact I found, was connected to, and I thought this was a reasonable level of contact within that business, uh, because it's a big American company, uh, but my friend was connected directly to the president of Europe of that company. And I thought that's a reasonable level to go in at. Yeah. Mm. Yes, yes, yes. And, uh, Presidential <laughs> level. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I asked my friend, could you contact this chap and say that you know I'd like to speak to him and give a referral for my business to him? And he said, yeah. And I thought nothing more of it. An hour later, my mobile phone rings and this voice says, I didn't know the number, and it says, hello, my name's Mark, I'm the president of this company, I understand you want to speak to me. Hey, how's that? Straight in at the top. And when I told him my idea, he said, that's fantastic, we already do that in Spain, and we've been looking for a way to do that in the UK. Mm. Transpired that he lived about 15 miles from where I live, we were able to meet, talk about the idea, and, you know, that was that. that, was that. So, um, Using a combination of you know, your referral technique, mm. but actually you picking out who you want to be referred to, you can use LinkedIn then yeah. to find who of your customers mm. is really well connected to the people you really want to be referred to. I think it's also about trying to get the customer to understand where we are emotionally uh, and I had an interesting lesson on that some years ago when I was doing a joint visit with an account manager. Uh, and at the end of every call with one of his customers, he used to say, if you were doing a job like mine, who else would you call on in the area? And the customer, typically, would say, well, you want to try XYZ Engineering down the road. Yeah. Uh, oh, and on your way out of town, on your right-hand side, don't forget DEF whoever and, but it was a standard question every single time if you were doing my job that's the clever bit and that gets yeah. the customer to yeah. move yeah. Yeah. if you were doing my job who else would you be calling on in the area and doing that religiously at every yeah. single call every he's single sorting one. out his prospecting and then yeah. when, you're making, when you're making contact with those customers yeah. if you have the customer's permission you can say Fred Smith suggested yeah. that I called you, and then it was straight away. It's a nice warm call rather than a yeah. cold, cold Quite, call. Yeah. But I think Phil's point is also about getting the customer in the right mindset. So I, many years ago, was taught the, you know, Mister Mister Smith or Mrs Smith. You know, you've been a, a chief technical officer for for a number of years. Yes, I have. How long have you been? Oh, twenty five years. Gosh, you must have met a lot of other people in the same position as you. Yes, I, last week I was at the XYZ Expo. Yeah. Mm. Um, of, of those contacts you have, are there two or three that you think it will be really helpful for me to get in touch with? Yes, mm. you could try this and this, and then possibly could you could you yeah. connect me? So yeah. it's, I think it's kind of opening up the filing cabinet yeah. in their mind or the file and getting them. Because I think if you go in too cold with it, who do you think I should phone? It'll be like, whoa. Do you think one of the problems is that um, the typical account manager doesn't see referrals as part of the job and maybe through various sales training programs they've been on, they understand the value of preparation, asking the right questions, presenting solutions, closing the sale, job done, that's the finish line. So are people shutting down at the very point when really there's another step still ahead which is to well 
having secured the sale, then maybe we still also need to try and get that referral. My personal experience is absolutely yes in answer to that. You know, when we're talking, we're doing some seminars on getting new business or something like that. They all want to know about, tell me how to get past the gatekeeper and how to make the direct calls and do all that sort of stuff. And then if I say, how many of you consistently mine your existing customer base for new Mm. business? It's low, five ten percent. I would say I'm really, I'm really surprised mm. to see because it's so much easier mm, yeah. than than banging the phone. Okay. Um, you know, and I'm I'm amazed. And maybe they don't know how. Maybe they don't know why should they should do it. Maybe they don't know how. Well, you do now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think. But yeah. also, some people then go. Well, well, we'll have a process. So we'll, what we'll do is we'll send out a review form for the sales yeah. meeting we just had, and on the bottom of the review form, it will say. Please give us the names of three people you would refer us to. And actually, that means they're not going to give you any good referrals because their mind's not in the right place because it's about reviewing your sales meeting with them or your Mm. products or service or whatever it is. And then they're not going to give you names of people who actually are really any benefit to you because they're just filling names on a sheet of paper. Mm. So they're going to give you low risk to them. Yes, that's a very good point. Therefore, you're not going to get the quality that you want. I think the only reticence on the behalf of the customer is if if they perceive that you know you might embarrass them or yeah, something like that. So you know, you you absolutely have to make it safe for them, and you mm. absolutely need to have done a very good job first. Yeah. Mm. Then they flood in. I think you know they're yeah. really happy, really happy to do it. Mm. Just on the point of LinkedIn, it was interesting. I was coaching a sales director yesterday, and uh, he's a bit of a, a bit of a LinkedIn novice. And I was just doing some work with him on his profile and so on and so forth. And then he asked me a question. He said, how 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 do you think I should get into? And he mentioned a, a major supermarket chain in the UK. And I said, okay, well, let me show you how I would. Certainly, I wouldn't go to the website and do it that way. And I said, no, I'm not in your, not in your industry, but let me use the industry I was in. And I put in that industry and up popped all of the buyers for the category in question for the major supermarkets. And then I showed him all of my second level, sorry, first level connections who have connections to those those people. And I said, I would phone Marie and say, Marie, I really need to get hold of this buyer in XYZ supermarket chain. I know you've dealt with them in the past. Could you connect me please? And I've worked with the lady in question and helped her. And I'm sure she would say, yeah, absolutely. And then you're straight through because a customer of that size or a potential customer is usually very well shielded because a 100 suppliers a week are probably trying to get hold of them. So going through the normal channel is probably a waste of time, I would say. Yeah, and also you're getting a direct referral to precisely the person you want to speak to rather than a general referral to... The company that they think you might be useful to. But the other point I made to the sales director is over several years I have consistently built and developed that network in LinkedIn, which allows me to see those relationships. Yeah. So that's why I think it's a. And again, I'm not going to necessarily use LinkedIn to contact the person in question, which is very why I'm yeah. very interested in your in mm. your comments. Mm. Um, so I think, but that is the thing about building that network over time, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. So if you've not started, start. But start I, I think now. the other point you said you've got to do a good job for people. Yeah. That actually I think that's often misunderstood. That the um, likelihood of referral 
is based upon the quality of everything your company does. Yeah. And so it's no good asking for referrals if there are gaps in your company mm. somewhere, if the customer service is bad, if your website's rubbish, all those kind of things are going to detract from referrals. Mm. So if you want referrals and there's a, a gap in your organization somewhere, you've actually got to work internally first yes. to improve those things so yeah. that you get more referrals. Yeah. Uh, and often people say, you know, our we don't sell so much from our website or we don't do this, that or the other. And then when you look, actually, it's because their products are rubbish or because there's a gap somewhere in yeah. their service. Yeah. You've got to be really, really, really good. Trust levels have to be yeah. very, very high. And so, and so don't ask for referrals. If there's any gaps in anything, plug those gaps first yeah. before you ask for the referrals. You have to be worth referring yeah. in the first place is, mm. is, is the point. And I think the other, the other, the other um, way to think about it sometimes is the three of us will sometimes refer our competitors. Now, I know that sounds slightly strange, but in, in the speaking profession, if, if Graham has spoken at a company's annual conference, um, and, unless Graham has different offerings, it's quite rare for some customers to book the same speaker yeah. two years in a row. But they will need a speaker for the next year's conference. So sometimes we, you know, and then you get a reciprocal piece of arrangement that's coming. So it might be possible, and perhaps not your competitors, but certainly other people selling into the same mm. companies that you're selling into, mm. if it's non-competing or if you are reasonably non-competing, you're not direct competitors, that can also be a really useful mm. reciprocation process that you can get in place. Yes, <clears throat> uh, in my own case I can uh, relate to that story, I can think of recruitment consultancies where I have that relationship, a marketing agency yeah. where I have that relationship and we're always... Uh, uh, introducing each other to each other's customers that way, and that's a great you know work, work out who else who else is supplying the sort of customers you want and yep. make contact, do some do some research, get on LinkedIn or whatever. Yeah, it's, it's just not your customers who yeah. can refer you; yeah. it's other suppliers yeah. into those the kinds of customers you're trying to go into who could refer you in. Yeah. So I think kind of what we're saying, what we're saying um, in essence is. You know, this needs to be something that becomes a habit mm. and a regular part of your business development activity. Give this as much focus as you would other methods of lead generation. And, and as, in, as in Phil's example, you know, the guy is creating himself a really steady pipeline of new opportunities through referrals. But there are also opportunities that are going to be warmer than going in cold to the company, so you're more likely to penetrate further into the clients, and in Graham's case, straight in at the top. Yeah, <laughs> best place to go. Best place to go. Well, let's put it this way: there are worse places to <laughs> enter to enter into the into the company. And I think sometimes, though, by a word of caution, I have been uh, gone in at, at CEO level through a contact uh, who's a friend, for example, and they pass you down the organisation to, to to someone else. Don't assume that just because the CEO invites you to speak to his person below him, that the person below him is going to follow up on it. So you do need to just be uh, mm. respectful of, of the introduction and, and how to and how to work. But uh, there are worse places to be introduced than the sea level. Yeah. <laughs> uh, before we finish, yes, can I just ask for a referral? For a referral. Yeah. <laughs> that if you've enjoyed listening to the Sales Chat Show at any point, please refer other listeners to us. 
uh, and you can get them onto our mailing list at info at saleschatshow.com. Send your referrals there. Oh my goodness, we're practising what we preach, whatever, whatever Sorry. next. <laughs> I think we can let you get away with that one. Well, it is the sales chat show, and if the founders of the sales chat show aren't doing any selling, I think that will be a slight credibility problem. And uh, and those founders are uh, Mr. Graham Jones, Mr. Phil Jessen, and I'm Simon Hazeldean. Uh, good luck and good referrals. Thank you very much for listening. You have been listening to an episode of The Sales Chat Show. To stream or download a host of further free episodes that will power your sales success, please visit saleschatshow.com. Thank you very much for listening to this episode. And from everyone here at The Sales Chat Show, we'd like to wish you good luck and good selling. Thank you.